0: I had a now moment in around 2010, and that was when I was butting heads with the powers that be and realizing that my time in radio might be limited.
1: Hey, entrepreneurs, are you running around multitasking, always rushing to get to the next thing, working insane hours like I did for years? Listen, one day I nearly electrocuted myself because I was in such a rush. It was the wake-up call that I needed. I had subscribed to the old way of doing things, grinding it out, thinking long hours and hard work was just me paying my dues. I was wrong and it was costing me. I finally realized it was the things I implemented right now that gave me the biggest results in my business. So the big question is, what should you be doing right now in your business? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips. No glory, just the raw goods and fascinating conversation, so we can get you to your next win now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Now Your Business. And today we are extremely lucky. We are here with Jeff Brown. Now, if you remember, he was part of our launch week episode number two. So you want to go back and check that out because he told some riveting stories that really just, I was in awe and and just so inspired by. So you're really going to get some huge takeaways from there. So go back and check that out. But for those of you who missed that, before you head back, let me tell you a little bit about Jeff. He is an award-winning radio producer and personality and former nationally syndicated morning show host. Following a 26-year career in radio, Jeff went boss-free in 2013 and soon after launched Read to Lead podcast. It has gone on to become a four-time Best Business Podcast nominee and has featured Jeff's interviews with today's Best Business and Nonfiction authors, including... Alan Alda, Seth Godwin, John Maxwell, Liz Wiseman, Dr. Henry Cloud, Gary Vaynerchuk, Simon Sinek, Brian Tracy, and over 200 more. Jeff has personally coached hundreds of successful podcasters around the globe, many of them award nominees and winners themselves, and has consulted on podcasts for the US government, one of the largest churches in the US, and numerous multi-million dollar companies. Jeff has worked and has been featured in entrepreneur and HubSpot, the blogs of Seth Godwin, Chris Brogan, Jeff Goins and Social Media Explorer as well as publications like the National Business Journal, The Tennessean and over a hundred other blogs and podcasts. Jeff, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it.
1: We are so excited to have you. We had a really great chat during launch week and I just want to dive in deeper with that. I'm going to be honest with everyone. Um, My now, we talked about this for a second in launch week, but my now is having you on the show this early in the game. Um, You're a real class act. I, I, I thought maybe if I reached out in a gentle and sincere way that you might honor me with your presence, and you did. But my instinct was to leave it till later And not have you in launch week, but of course there was opportunity here to celebrate you in launch week and stuff like that. Mm. So for me, you know, even when we did that first interview in launch week, what I want to tell you is I felt like, I felt like Meryl, like. I'm inviting Meryl Streep to my house and I'm going to put on a little skit for her. Like, (laughs) Oh yes, here, I've taken an acting Uh, class and I would like you to come over (laughs) sit down and watch me sort of iron out a few kinks on my first day. So I I do really appreciate um, as we stumble through this, your patience when you have so much experience. So we, uh, we, we do have now your business and what that means to us is, you know, what is it with all your experience that we could talk about with all the really amazing people that you interviewed and you talked about your experience in launch week, but what's some of the things you learned from all these entrepreneurs? What's the theme, the common thread of what you would see is success for yourself and how you connected with them through your podcasts and other platforms. Mm. What is the now that we could take away to keep moving forward?
0: Uh, for me, when I think about, uh, all the interviews that I've done and how they've merged together, what I've gleaned from them. One of the things that keeps coming to the top, Chris is uh, this idea of being intentional with your time. Uh, you know, you were on my show, show and we talked about, uh, you know, when the hour, when the day uh, and productivity is so huge uh, for those of us, uh, regardless of what line of work we're in working for ourselves or otherwise. Uh, but something that I have, I feel like I've gotten so much better at since I started my podcast. And this is in large part due to interview people like you. Uh, that's how to be intentional with my time. And that's going so far as to doing something I, I, I used to not know anything about. And now when I talk about it, I kind of assume everybody knows about this now. But when I talk about it, most people don't. And that's just the idea of blocking your time. And, and, and my weeks are structured such that there is very little white space. I'm deciding in the beginning of the week what I'm going to do with the time I'm given, rather than just plugging in the appointments or the meetings and letting everything else kind of happen, Um, I want to be very intentional about what's, what happens ahead of it. So it's like you would budget, you know, your money, you would spend your money on paper before spending it for real. So that as Dave Ramsey says, you you tell it where to go instead of wondering where it went. Right. And when I get to the end of a day or end of a week, I want to uh, know that I told that time, where to go, not look at the week of the day and go, well, where did all the time go? I actually have told it what to do before those days come. And so to me, that's been one of the biggest lessons, uh, specifically time blocking, but more generally just being more intentional with my time and productivity.
1: Well, I feel we're in some warp reality because yes, I was thrilled to be on episode 231. And I'll be honest, you were my first outreach when I wrote my book, When the Hour, When the Day. Mm. And really people, again, talking about now your business, I was trying to craft this pitch, so that, you know, to get on podcasts. And really, what it was for me, it was an exercise in to see if I could get you to open the email. <laughs> so <laughs> when you when you wrote me back and said yes, you could be on the show, especially the caliber of guests that you have on your show. That was like I don't I don't even that was hitting it way out of the park way beyond my expectations. I was so excited when you said yes, and then you said pick a date, and I thought oh my god, I just wanted a yes. I didn't actually know we were going (laughs) to talk, and now here we are. You're on my show, and you're talking to me about time management. So this I I feel like things are upside down. So yes, I've written a book, Win the Hour, Win the Day. I too think that the theme in all success is really about doing. It, it does tie into now your business, do it now, plan it now, you know, not putting things off and, and always thinking, well, when I get this, when when I reach this thing, then I'll do that important thing. Even my book, when the hour, when the day, I actually, someone talked me into writing it sooner than I expected because I thought, well, maybe I need to be in business another 10 years. or maybe you make me this many millions of dollars or something like there has to be some, somebody has to take you and sort of honor you with some sort of, recognition, like a a crown or tap you Mm. on the shoulder with a wand and say, yeah, okay, now it's, now you're special. So with all these interviews that you do, we also like to hear some of your pain points, pain points in your journey. What Mm. are some of the things that you went, oh, I got to do something now. I have to change what I'm doing now. Like what were some of your nows?
0: Mm. Uh, One of those was when I was still in radio. Uh, before I started working uh, for myself and I had a now moment in around 2010 and that was when I was butting heads with the powers that be and realizing that my time in radio might be limited uh, just because things weren't moving as fast as I felt they needed to move. I saw radio as an industry being threatened by the internet and I felt we needed to do certain things uh, in response to that. We needed to be ready for the future and we weren't. Uh, That was my opinion uh and i got frustrated with that and i began to see sort of the light at the end of the tunnel that that my days in radio were numbered and so in 2010 i decided well uh, that may be a few years down the road but what am i going to do right now to prepare for that so i began freelancing i began uh, a side hustle my own side business to earn some some additional income but more importantly just to see if i could do it um i thought if i left radio at some point i, I didn't want to go to some other you know, station or community or, you know, some other company in, in stay in radio, I wanted to do something completely different, but I wasn't quite sure what that was. But I started experimenting in 2010 with, with that side hustle and sort of getting my feet wet and, and uh, comfortable with the idea of, of creating things that people would pay me for, which is up to that point, something I had never done. Uh, And so I did that for about three years on the side. And then came the day when through no fault of my own, the decision to leave radio was made for me. Uh, I was downsized by that same company. Um, And thankfully, I had that side hustle to fall back on to keep my head above water for a time while I figured out what I wanted to do long term.
1: Because, you know, whenever we see someone that's got a a lot of accomplishments like yourself, especially it looks so flawless when it's done well. So we talked about this a little bit during launch week, but we have this misnomer that wherever the microphone went, you'd be comfortable and you'd be good at it. And so what's the big deal? You're on radio. Now you've got this amazing podcast. It doesn't seem like a big stretch. But, you know, a lot of people in your position would be really fear based and just start moving to a smaller, smaller town and blame the industry and, you know the economy these days. There's always a reason why you're you're not where you want to be now. So you know what were those first steps for? Uh, first steps out there like that for you because especially when that is a lot of safety depending when your hours of the show where you just kind of went into I don't want to say an office job but you would be somewhat protected and structured. So how how did those first steps look for you?
0: Well, I uh, through the reading that I was doing starting at about you know, the early 2000s, I became sort of an avid reader, whereas before I wasn't prior to that. And over the course, you know, 2003, 2013, when I got let go, I was beginning to fill my mind with a new way of thinking. And I used to think that, you know, a job working for somebody else was security. That was my definition, definition of security, the every other week paycheck, the vacation days and the health benefits and sick days and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but as, as many times as I have been let go from a job, and there have been numerous times where that's happened, uh, you, you, would, you would think I would have learned the lesson a lot sooner that this isn't really secure when all these things can so easily be taken away wow. from you by the decision of one other person. Right. And so in uh, around 2010, that's when I began sort of really thinking, well, um, if I was going to be one of those people who I admired, who did their own thing, what would that look like uh, for me? Um, and really at that, at that time, even, uh, I wasn't totally comfortable with that. That's why I did it as a side hustle. I, I, I wanted to build a bridge to something. I didn't want to just make a jump and, and, you know, leave the job and then, you know, build my parachute or plane on the way down. I wanted right. to sort of build a bridge to something else. What that would be long-term, I didn't know at that moment. But, uh, part of the reason, uh, another part of the reason I did it sort of on the side was because I wasn't fully comfortable with the idea that people would pay me for something that I created out of my out of my head, you know, ah. that, or they they would pay me for my uh, my knowledge uh, gained, you know, on on the job or through experience doing whatever, I really struggled with that, and so um, I, I needed to get comfortable with that if I was ever going to make a go of it on my own. It took some time uh, before I really felt comfortable with that, but even then, even now, I should say I, I sometimes will struggle with that? Will someone pay me for this? It didn't exist and now it does. I made it exist. Is someone willing to pay me for that?
1: Do you, is there a time where you start to glide? Like you got a lot of credentials and accomplishments in this world of podcasting. You have some really high rankings there as far as awards go. You know, does that not buy you some sort of like hike and coast for a little bit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I, I guess maybe f- for some it might. I, I've never been one to uh, to do that, I'm I, I'm always trying to challenge myself and try something new. Uh, I mentioned in our lo- launch week interview, um, you know, this last six years for me has been a series of firsts of things that yeah. that I've I've not done before, and I'm not sure I'm I'm capable of doing, but I'm at least going to try. There are several times when things I was I remember uh, preparing for my first uh, we call it a joint venture webinar with with one of those names you mentioned when you were introducing me. And I remember yeah. uh, thinking about throwing in the towel because I was having all these technical difficulties. And then well, I didn't throw in the towel. But Then when we did it, we had all these problems and the website was crashing and people couldn't get into the webinar and, uh, and all these things went wrong. Right. But I, I, I had to just push through that and, and, you know, swallow my pride a little bit, a little bit embarrassed and, you know, in front of the person who I was doing this with, uh, honestly, uh, and a few months later, try it again. And the next time it was better. And the time after that, it was better still. And so I tried not to look at that so much as failure. It was just lessons learned. And how can I do this differently the next time so that these same things don't, don't happen? And the person I was working with in this case had to be someone who uh, was very gracious and offered a lot of great advice uh, as well.
1: That's amazing. Well, it's good for all of us to hear that because we always have excuses why now is not the time. Like, oh, I mean, I have really good reasons. I should really get better at this and get a couple of podcasts under my belt before I invite Jeff in. But (laughs) now you picked read to to lead. And I mean, what, I cannot tell you how many books I had to consume just to keep up with your podcast. And each one you made (laughs) sound as interesting as the next. And for a while there, I remember one week going, okay, I can't listen to this podcast this week. <laughs> I've read three books in three weeks. <laughs> but um, it was essential in so many things that so many decisions I've made and so many paths mm-hmm. I've taken have come from those books and your ability to pull it out and just let me know I should be reading that book. So I was, boy, oh boy, when I was on your show, which I'll give myself a plug because I'm telling you, it's mm-hmm. one of the proudest things I ever did. I'm on episode 231 and I hold that in high regard. But what made you pick that because the idea of just interviewing authors, because when you're new with that, I think my, you know, if you let your fear get in there, you might think, well, how many authors are there? And can I get all the authors I want? Like it's very niche. So it, mm. it sounds great now that it's succeeded, but I could see where that would be, you know, do I want to go with a broader net?
0: Yeah, and even had some people ask that very same question when I was starting out. Uh, like, How are you going to make a podcast out of this? But I started with a worldview through which I would filter um, uh, anybody I invited on or any book I considered. And that worldview was simply, um, I believe that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then intentional and consistent reading is a must. Yeah. You now that may or may not be a worldview you agree with, but that's that's my. Uh, I don't mean you personally, but I mean
1: no, no, I mean, yeah. Any, anyone, anyone,
0: yeah. listen. I know, I know you buy into that. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: uh, but uh, but that that was my worldview, and so that's the umbrella uh, through which guests or potential books get filtered. Now, uh, with that as an umbrella, uh, I can talk about leadership. I can talk about personal growth. I can interview authors on books about entrepreneurship and jobs and career and leaving a nine to five job and working for yourself and sales and marketing and business in general and on and on. There's a lot of topics.
1: Oh yeah.
0: That umbrella. And so when you take that into account uh, and, and the number of books released in any given uh, year, um, I I was pretty confident that I was never going to run out of Mm. authors to talk about and books to to dig into. Uh, You know, there are, there are only, you know, 50, to avails, if you will, in a given year, I do a weekly show. Mm. Um, and I get now when the early going as as you well know, it was a lot of outreach on, on my side. Uh, but now I probably get 500 requests or more a year to appear on, uh, the show. And so, you know, only 52 get on, and some of those are people who didn't reach out to me, but who I reached out to. So of those 500 right. that come to me, maybe 20 or 25 actually get on the show um, because I'm trying to be very particular. I'm try- you know, I, I, if the book is being featured on the show, it's not a book review podcast. A lot of people get confused. Right. Is this a book review? I'm not reviewing books. If, if the author and the book is featured on the show, I consider it a five-star book, five-star author, right? Otherwise, why waste your time, Right. And so if it's a book review show, they're, they're all, it's just the good books. <laughs> Let's put it that way.
1: I can't even um, hear you anymore, Jeff. I'm just thinking about these are compliments <laughs> I'm getting now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, you're, you're included in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just
1: thinking about me, Jeff. Now I can't hear you <laughs> continue.
0: <laughs> no, but that, that's, that's just the reality of it. You know, so, um, I, I have never had to worry about, um, I'm happy, you know, running out of ideas or running out of people to talk to. Um, it's it's just the opposite problem. I've got this this mound of people I could talk to and only so many opportunities to, to do so.
1: Yeah, you're right. I just had never, I mean, well, to be fair, you were one of the first podcasts I found when I discovered podcasts. So mm-hmm. I was listening to you for a number of years before, you know, I certainly had a book. And then I remember one day thinking, it's I funny, I remember exactly, I was doing this workout going up and down these stairs. And I remember thinking, man, this is a really smart entrepreneur. I would love to have a discussion with him. And then I thought, well, I'll never be on a podcast. And I thought, and well, I don't even have a book. He only takes authors. And I had <laughs> I'd only discovered podcasts. So I, like the idea of being on a podcast was mm. like the idea of flying to me at that time. Mm. And then the idea of writing a book is like growing an extra arm. Like it just never, I just never occurred to me. And I was just thinking, right. oh, so I had been listening to you just because you were like this little college I was in where you were recommending <laughs> the best books and i was going okay this week i'm reading this and it really had such an impact you know on my business and and the directions i needed to take so it really is something but i can just see how i think it was very uh, smart and i have not seen it done since where you're you're somebody on a podcast that only deals with books because it you know it is a a special club per se right so and, interesting
0: and for me and just to, to sort of add uh, fuel to that fire i i left college um with the mindset of, well, thank goodness all the learning is done. Thank goodness oh. I don't have to do that anymore. Like, 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 you know, I mean, how naive is that? Right. But, yeah. but, but, but school educated out of me the desire to learn or certainly desire to read. I have to, I have to say, now that's yeah. not a knock against, you know, a specific educators or teachers, but just the, the process in general, um, uh, I, I, dislike, I went from loving reading as a child to disliking it once I got out of you know, got in, into high school. Um, and so for the entirety of my 20s, I didn't read much at all, almost never. Uh, it wasn't until my early 30s uh, because of a mentor, uh, my boss at the time, decided that as a staff, we were going to read books together, at least those who wanted to. And we would come together uh, weekly, like a book club, and talk about the book we were reading together and spend about a month on each. Book, um, and my introduction into that group was Seth Godin's Purple Cow uh, oh, yeah. back in 2003, I think it was, and I just devoured it, and I thought, oh my gosh, where has this stuff been all my life? Well, it's been right there for the taking. I just wasn't paying attention, and so that's where the 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 fire was sort of rekindled, uh, rekindled uh, for me, my love for reading, and and I read everything I could get my hands on, and over time, I realized I was reading at a pretty good clip, a book a week. And that's where sort of the light bulb went off. And I went, oh, maybe that's that podcast idea I've been looking for. I've been wanting to do a podcast, but didn't know what to do a podcast about. Oh. I'm already doing this anyway. Why don't I just turn that into interviews and conversations about the books I'm reading? So,
1: Oh, that's an interesting story. And yet I can see where it sounds so simple, but then all of a sudden you'd go, Ah, it's simple and it's almost too quiet when it's first in your head and yet it turned mm. out to be this amazing idea. So I think that's another lesson for our audience as well is that these little inspirations you have quietly mm. in the back of your mind can really flush out to be an amazing idea. You just start with your now. What is it you need mm. to do now to get your business going to now your business? So, Jeff, I want to thank you beyond, you know, you're just, you're a class act, you're gracious, you're kind, you're generous. And even, you know, when I first sent my pitch to be on your show, um, I probably would have got the nicest no ever from you. (laughs) So even if you hadn't said yes, it's not because you keep saying yes to me. And I don't know how I keep getting so fortunate. But, um, you know, it's just your generosity and your style. and, uh, And also, you know, I hear that through all your other guests for the years and years I was listening on your show. So we cannot thank you enough for being part of our little you know, journey that's starting out here and to have a a guest of honor of your caliber uh, to be on our show. It's just, you know, it's a great day for us here. So I want to thank you so much. And please tell everyone where they can find you. If they don't know by now, you have this amazing podcast called Read to Lead. And uh, what else do you want to tell them?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. Um, it's an honor to be here and, and to, to appear before uh, your listeners. And I so appreciate that. I can be found uh, most readily at readtoleadpodcast.com. Uh, I encourage you to subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Um, and if you um, would like uh, a, a free resource, uh, my uh, top 12 uh, business and personal growth books, uh, you can go to that website, and right there on the right of the page is a quick uh, first name and email address form. Uh, pop that information in there, and I'll send you that uh, that resource.
1: Well, that's a generous gift. So, thank you very much again for joining us today. And again, people, keep listening so that you can now your business. If you've enjoyed our show, please do leave a review. Right now, we are giving away a free audio version of when the hour when the day valued at $15 but we know people that's worth more than that because it could help you eliminate 80% of your to-do list and 100% of your guilt so until our next show thank you again for joining us